So even though we are over 29, we do change with the times, don't we? Everything that doesn't change is the Word of God. Are you glad to be here this morning? Okay. We're going to allow the Lord to speak to us today, and I'm coming against your independent spirit. So be prepared. Self-sufficiency is one of our worst sins. Amen? And we have to deal with that. Just according to Isaiah 4, I want again to declare. I was reading this. The Lord took me to this a few weeks ago. And he said, if you want to know where I am when you gather together the assembly, he took me back to the passage where the remnant was in Israel and the Lord was returning and starting to do a new thing in that remnant of people. And he began to declare on the very first verse, he says, I'm giving you a new purpose. I'm giving you a new purpose. Then he also tells us, he said, and I put a banner over you. Of course, the songwriter would go, his banner over me is what? Okay, while you're sitting here, I want you to know, what's God doing? There's a banner of his love and protection over us right now. Do you believe that? Right over the, he said, every time the assembly gets together, then he said, if two or three gather together, I'm there. He's here. His banner over us is love. And then he said also, he said, there's a cloud by, by day that, that I'm going to lead you. And he said, it's a cloud of his anointing. Under this banner, I want you to know the anointing of God's in this place. You say, really? Where, 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 where? Well, it starts by believing it. <laughs> Amen? How many believe the anointing of God's in this place? How many believe that he said there's a fire by night? He said that fire is to light the way. Jesus is the light. He's here to open our hearts and our minds that we might see him. He's here, okay? Then he says there's also a root that's flowing through the church. I know some of us have been trying to bear fruit a long time and trying to squeeze and hope that some fruit of Jesus is coming out. Uh, but he said there is a root here to carry that out, to create a freshness in every one of us, green grass, and then that root also is a bearer of fruit coming directly from who's the bearer of fruit? Jesus. And also as we see here, I want you to know. He said, under that banner, he said, I'm covering you from the rain. I'm covering you from the storms. Anything that Satan has tried to rain on you this morning before you got here, it ain't raining on you anymore. Amen? We're under his protection. Do you believe that? We believe it about Israel, how he took care of Israel. We forget about how he takes care of the church. Satan can't rain on us right now. Hallelujah. And he can't steal another thing from us right now. Are you with me? Brother, would you blow the horn? He wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Let the anointing of what I just declared come down upon us. We have a duet here. Go for it. Hallelujah. 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 In Israel, every time they blew the horn, the anointing of God would fall on them. Here it is. You feel it falling? Feel the rain of the Lord falling on us? And then just the song that goes along with the canopy. We're going to sing two verses of it, will you? 
Jesus is the rock of my salvation. His banner over me is love. Jesus is the rock of my salvation. His banner over me is love. Jesus is the rock of my salvation. His banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. He invites me to his banqueting table. His banner over me is love. That's what he's here for. He invites me to his banqueting table. His banner over me is love. He invites me to his banqueting table. His banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. Praise the Lord. John, chapter 15. Would you turn over there? John, chapter 15. And as you're turning there, I was just wondering if uh, when you got out of bed this morning, you, you recognized the fact that probably I woke up because the Lord allowed me to, that I really can't get to church, make some vital decisions without trusting the Lord. Say, uh, I wouldn't have made it past this week without walking with him. Okay. I want you to know something. The Lord's promises, he's always with us. He's always doing what he says. But we're going to look about the, the branch and the vine. Our part is to make a decision to abide in him. Sometimes we just go, oh, praise God, that's what he said. When he, we have to come to a personal relationship of depending on the Lord Jesus Christ. That doesn't go over very well, and I just might as well declare it, especially among you men, we don't want to be dependent it goes against our grain, doesn't it? Because we're, we're trained to be independent. But when it comes to the things of the Lord, we better all get dependent. Salvation is easy to receive because Jesus did it all. But then he called us to walk with him. And he also tells us that but without you walking with me and abiding in me, you really can't accomplish what I have in store for you. This is not about your salvation. This is about your walking with the Lord and allowing him to unfold his plan and purpose in your life. I want to remind you also that, that God has a plan for us. And the next step of the enemy is to try to keep you, if he couldn't keep you out of hell, he's going to keep you from being ineffective and being effective for the kingdom of God. He's going to lie to you. He's going to cheat. He's going to do all kinds of things to try to get your mind off of him and on the things of the world. And suddenly, uh, you know, you know what revival is? Revival is a return to the fact that we really need Jesus. That's all it is. People say, oh, we need revival. No, we need to decide that we really need Jesus, and we can't live this Christian life without him. This is one of the greatest scriptures concerning, you want a, a message on the, uh, overcoming the enemy and, and spiritual uh, battle? Uh, here is one of the key things that will allow you to walk victorious and allow God to work in you and through you. Before I start this, he wants to. He's there to. 
But many times, because we don't do our part, uh, we don't permit him. Lord, this is what the Lord is like. No, 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 you can't handle this. But what he said is, you can't grow in me without depending on me. In your own strength, you cannot become more like Jesus. How about that? You don't have that ability to do that. How many start out trying to do good and better things, and we fail and we fail again? Even before we're saved, we tried it. But even now that we're saved, like Joyce Meyer says, you know, I, I feel totally spiritual, and, and the holiness of God is in me. And she said, and I'm, I've got great plans for the day of how I'm going to live for the Lord. She said, then I put my foot on the floor. How many can identify with that? Now, the Lord didn't set you out here to be constantly defeated. So there must be something that we're missing. If we're experiencing defeat over and over and over, there's something that the Lord wants to tie us into. And always remember, if the enemy can get you independent of not knowing that, you know, I've, I've heard those testimonies over and over. Praise God, 32 years I was saved, sanctified, and on my way to heaven. And, and I, but what I wanted to say, many of them, because they looked like they were petrified, I wanted to say, and nothing's changed since. I'm asking that about you. I'm asking that about you, because you cannot, until you make your decision to abide in the vine, you cannot make it different. You can will it to be different. You can make decisions before about it to be different. You can resist it. But it's all in the flesh until you decide that I cannot be like Jesus without depending on him and his word. I want to hear you. You can't. Can't. Without the nourishment and dependency of the Lord and learning to be obedient to his word, you cannot grow in Christ. And after a while, it gets old. And then we get used to Jesus. And we're not experiencing the freshness of Jesus. And after a while, it's like, well, whatever. And so then we set about in our own strength to try to do the work of the Lord. Do I hear an amen to that? We cannot do the kingdom of God without us being in the vine. Let's look at verse, chapter 15. I'm going to start down here. You're used to those first two verses. I want to go to verse 4. Now, here's what he's telling you. Dwell in me. Now, this is not an ex. I, when I said yes to Jesus, uh, he's talking about this is a process of living. Dwell in me. I will dwell in you. How many know where Jesus is dwelling? Do you know where Jesus is right now? Where is he in the person of the Holy Spirit? Okay, I have all that I need to trust in the one who's in me. Greater is he that is in me. We don't believe this. At least we don't practice it. We're out here trying to fight the devil all over the place. When you have the God of the kingdom and the God of the universe indwelling in your heart and in your stomach, for out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You've got a mind up here and you've got a mind in your soul. God did not move into your mind. He moved into your spirit and your soul. Amen. And yet we try to serve him with our minds. And what we think. And how it should be. And how it should go. When we know that we're trying to get Jesus to help us do what we want to do. 
Dwell in me, and I will dwell in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in me. Now, I want you to think. He's, he's pretty, this is cutting right now. I'm not talking about heaven or hell. Because you didn't do much to get saved. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? But it is your place now to turn around and to develop a walk with Jesus so that you may be more like him and be empowered by him and let the, the fruit... And what did he say? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, I'm a great man of faith and believe in God, and I love seeing God do things in response to my answers to prayer. But the bottom line, before I see any response like that, my victory is in following Jesus. And I can't. On my own. Neither can you. And when we discover how important our walk with Jesus is by our learning the word of God, and allowing him to deal with these areas in our lives, going, Lord, I'm full of anger, I'm full of bitterness, and you said to forgive from the heart. Sometimes we try to forgive from the brain, and the hurt is so deep in the heart that we can't get a release up here. So where is Jesus? He's in the heart. And we need to take things down a level or two. Why do you suppose we bow when we pray? You say it's reverence? No, that's the way the Lord is. You never believe that. Do you ever think about where is God in you? He is either in you or he's not. How many believe he's in you? Okay, okay. Where do you think he is? He's, he's somewhere. His spirit is what? Bearing witness with your spirit right now. And what is the key thing the devil tries to get you to do is try to serve the Lord in your own strength and then get to looking around at everything else and everybody else and comparing yourself and looking at all directions so that you're not looking and recognizing that you have, a, you have a flowing river right here. Okay, do that with me. Put your hand here. I have a flowing river of the peace of God right here. Ooh. He felt it too. Okay. Now he says, I've saved you, now I want you to follow me. I want you to start living like me. Now, folks, here's what, something. The Lord's coming back looking for faith, but really, one of the very things he's going to look for in his church is, are you like me? Based upon that, we're not ready sometimes for the Lord to go back. This is not works. You are saved by faith. This is a developing of a relationship with Jesus Christ that is in you. He said, if you begin to abide, what's the word abide mean? Well, acknowledge relationship. If you abide in me, and that's simply going, Lord, uh, I know you're abiding in me. Now I choose today that without you, I can do nothing. And Lord, uh, as I've been, you've been searching my heart, I've got some issues in my heart that I can't get rid of. I have ascended with my mind, and I've repented. But like I'm going to say, the Lord Jesus said, I've come to heal the brokenhearted and to set the captive free. And we have some sitting here today that have been hurt so badly that you can't get rid of it. You pray over it, you confess it, you know, rather than going, Lord, I want to deal with this in your spirit. 
And so I'm going down here. I'm going to get on the elevator, and we're going down here. And Lord, I've got an anger. that It's an emotion. It's a toxic emotion. I'm going to tell you something. Our toxic emotions is the doorway for the enemy to keep us. If we got anger, we can't get rid of. We have bitterness, we can't get rid of. We got to get it healed and forgiven. And there's a flow. Out of your bellies, there's a flow going on. That's why when you get with people, God's people, and you connect with each other, and suddenly there's a flow of God's fellowship, isn't it? Where's that flow coming from? Out of your innermost being. Without me? Because here now he goes to the vine. I'm the vine. You're the branches. You need to recognize the fact that we're all familiar with vines around here. Virginia has become becoming one of the wine capitals of, the, of America, and we have so many vineyards that are growing up, and we know that there is it impossible, absolutely impossible to bear fruit on that branch if there's a disconnect. Now, just as impossible it is for that fruit, it's just that impossible for you to become like Jesus unless you're abiding in his word impossible. I'm not saying he's not your savior. I I want to get into works here. (laughs) I want to get into what? Walking with him. Learning to need him. What our lives should be. Lord, help me. (laughs) Help me today in every area. Even when you're you're trying to figure it out in your head, Lord, help. Give me wisdom. I'm learning. I got to learn a dependency on the Lord in order for him to what? And here's the point. You handle it. How many of us go through days that we're, we're really, we may have gotten the Lord, praise the Lord, but when it comes to handling our emotions, handling everything throughout the day, it's like, oh, well, I can handle this. I can do this. Rather than, Lord, I need you. How many of you really, really need Jesus in your heart to get through life, to get through work? Now, if we don't, we accept salvation and we go out and this is why the church is so weak and this is why the church at large is without strength and this is why the church a lot of times doesn't look like Jesus and they don't know why because I can't become like Jesus unless I believe that Jesus has the power to change me in depending on his word whoever lives in me and I in him Bears much abundant fruit. However, I want you to think about this right now. However, apart from me, caught off from the vital union with me. Now that involves our acknowledging him. He's there whether you acknowledge him or not. But he can't move until we do what? Acknowledge him. Lord, I need your help. You know the key prayer of every one of us. Everything we're doing and the emotions that we deal with and what we run into is, Lord, help me. Help me to deal with this. Help me to be like you. I can't be like you on my own. You think, well, Jesus moved in. I'm automatically like him. There is some instant changes. But the growth pattern depends on you going, I choose now to come to your word and allow you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to change these things in me. Because as long as these fleshly things are still in control, In your spirit, you are perfectly righteous. In your flesh, you are not. 
And so the dealing with when we're depending on Jesus, we're canceling out the flesh. When we're learning how to be obedient to the word of God and believing the word of God, we're canceling out the flesh. And if we're not, we have Jesus in us, still desiring to live like the world and have the same desires. Paul said that. He said, I don't know what's wrong with me. He said, I know what to do. Every one of us sitting here know what to do right. And if I say, are you able to accomplish that? Most of it, not really. So what is it? I've got to bring, uh, through the dependency of the Lord Jesus Christ and his word to change me, piece at a time. Don't look at the whole pile because you'll get confused. <laughs> Lord, lead me, change me. Lord, I've got a love problem. Lord, I, I've got a, a, a wall problem. I've got an unforgiveness problem. But praise God. Well, he's still there, folks. But guess what we have done? We've opened up doors to the enemy to bind us. When the Lord said, I've crucified your old flesh, and if you abide in me and acknowledge me and seek me, seek my word. <clears throat> if I would say that dinner is on back there, and most of us haven't eaten for about two or three days, I'm going to tell you something. We'd all head back there, wouldn't we? Because what? When we don't feed the body, we starve. When you don't feed your spirit through the word of God and choosing to abide in him, you begin to starve. And then when you starve, you start looking at other people and get gripey and complaining and blaming them. Okay? If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown... It's scary. Now, I, I just, I'm going to tell you something. The Lord is simply saying, I <laughs> saved you. Number one is get us out of hell, praise the Lord. But number two, or the big two, which may be one, I called you to serve me. Not to set you free to go to do your own thing. And he will let you do that. How many know that God will never control you? He will what? The Lord is my he will lead you. And as he opens truth to you, you reach out and say, Lord, oh, make that real in my life. I got a problem here, Lord. I, this is not Christ-like. So, Lord, show me what to do here. I, I get into the Word, begin some passages we read many times, how to deal with the issues, because we all deal with the same issues. Like Joyce Myers said, when you get, put your feet on the floor. She all, another statement I like to do, she says, you know, I get along with everybody at home until somebody comes home. <laughs> Is that right? I get along fine. So I have to deal with people. Okay, Jesus, we want to learn to deal with people like you want us to deal with people. And we don't have the ability in ourselves to do that. Even though you're living and reigning in me, I have to commit my will to you and to be obedient to your word. I want to. Here's what he did say which is sort of shaky. And again, how deep this means, he just simply says, verse 6, if a person does not dwell in me, he's thrown out like a broken off branch. <laughs> now, I'm telling you something. That's the Lord's somewhat view of an unfaithful child. Now, I'm not going to say he's going to cast you into hell. That's what I'm saying is. He's just simply saying, I'm gonna, if you're broken off, you wither, since branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire. 
and they are burned. So we do have, even though we're saved, we do have a responsibility to be conformed to the image of Christ Jesus. And that puts the word of God first. See, do you know why the word of God is not first in a lot of our lives? Do you know why our closet prayer is not first? Because we don't really think it's necessary until we can't handle it. Why do you suppose we run into the tragedies that we run into? The Lord's trying to say, hey, you really do need me. It's a natural thing for us to take off and run with it and to do the things. If you live in me and abide virtually united to me and my words remain in you and continue to live live in your hearts. And here, you want answers to prayer? Start seeking righteousness and start trying to live for Jesus. What's What's he say right here at the end of it? Those that abide and you're hearing my word. And this is not law. This is spirit. This is not doing the laws of God. This is spirit. Lord, show me how to be like you. That's all we're asking. Show me how to respond like you, Lord. Give me the power to respond like you. If I blow it, how many have never blown it? If I blow it, forgive me. Now, Lord, let's get back there and give me the grace and the strength to overcome in this one particular area. I've learned from the Lord, he'll never deal with the whole ball of us. But as you're walking with him and you're seeking him and studying his word, he will one thing at a time be like me. Think about that one. Evangelist said, you know, if, if we were hauled in for being Christians, would we, there be enough evidence to convict us? Are we enough like Jesus? Ask whatever you will. He said, seek me first. Then ask. Do you see the freedom of, of faith going in there? When my goal is to daily learn how to be like Jesus, I can be like you, Jesus. Give me your word, your promises. I choose to open myself to you. I cannot do it. Jesus saved you to be like him in truth and faith. Your name, amen. That's what we're saved for. He said, then when you bear and produce much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified. When we're seeking to be like Christ, we are doing what? How many have walked away from a situation and go, wow, I just blew it. My Father was not very glorified there. I hear a lot of amens. Do you know what it tells me about you? You're fleshy and human. Because we're trying on our own. Lord, I have a situation here that I want changed in my, my life. I want victory here. I want to grow here. I'm, and the Lord is never doing this. Never. He's, he, nor does he make you guilty. But once he lets you see what needs to be changed, uh, he is there waiting for you to respond to it. The Lord is not the author of guilt. He will lead you into all truth. The Lord is my... I shall not want. Let the Lord lead you. So, Lord, I really can't, as I get up tomorrow, I can't be more like you. There's a lot of things I may have in place, but there's things that I, I want my heart to be like you. Well, I, want to, I want to love. And how many know we have 10,000 reasons to keep us from loving, even with Jesus in our heart? It's not a matter that he's in there going, okay, I'm not going to love through you. No, it's because we put all these 
all around us and keeps his love from flowing through us. He said, I've made you a vessel of my love and my power. Lord, we need to go to the Lord. Why aren't I loving in this case? Show me. Because I'm not. I'm speaking to all of us. We all have situations where we're not very loving. He said, well, that's the way my grandmother was. You are in Christ. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away and all things become new. So quit making excuses for not being like Jesus. The fact of it is I haven't learned to abide in him so he can make me like him. Do I hear an amen to that? Just about finished. He said, my father will be honored and glorified if we live this, start living one step at a time. One step at a time. How many of you run into somebody that really, really has it together? Not because they're natural loving, but they've learned to. <laughs> and you walk away from them going impressed, aren't you? Wow. You know, they had every reason to, but they didn't. How, where did they get that strength? Well, Jesus saved them. No, that's not enough. They've had to be, what, abiding in Christ and learning from the word of God. Amen? When you understand you can't do this, without the word and abiding in him in prayer, it ain't going to happen. I don't care how long you've been professing the Lord. It will not happen until you are a participant with what Jesus is doing. Do I hear an amen? If you love me, as my Father has loved me, abide in my love and continue in his love with me. Hey, folks, let's start. The Lord loves you with all your heart. So, yes, he does. Okay, that's where we are. Okay, now it's the other side that we know, Lord. In that love, I want to be like you. In that love, I want things changed in my heart. Lord, I, want, I need your help. I can't do this. So that it may be what? Complete. His love and your love that's beginning to learn how to be like him. If you keep my commandments, you continue to obey my instructions. That's the other part of it. Abide. Man, how many? I've done this, so I can say it to you guys. You read over what God says he wants us to do over and over, and you would say, yes, I believe that that's the word of God. If I would challenge you, do you believe that's God saying that to you? Yes, I believe that's God's word. But because we're so freely loved, we don't see the need to take it seriously. Can I hear an amen or that? Yeah. We don't see the need to take it seriously. And the Lord, he's not trying to line us up. He's trying to free us up. Not to try to make us religious so that we all, you know, no. He wants to, when we become more like him, we are free from the attachments of this world. Amen? If you keep my commandments, you continue my commandments, and you will abide in my love and have on it, just as I have obeyed my father's commandments, and live on in his love. <clears throat> okay, here we go. And 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 okay. They were hearing me. 
Now, what did Jesus, and I want to remind you about Jesus. He was truly a man. The only difference was he never had the death of sin in him. He was not born with sin in him. But had opportunity after opportunity to do that, but he didn't praise God. Or the sinless lamb would not be part of what we're enjoying. But Jesus, what did he say his life was made up of? And if we put Jesus up here and go, oh, well, he is all that. But he's also down here. If he wasn't totally man, he couldn't have died for your sins. And he's also an example of how to live in the power of the Holy Spirit and, and the word of God when he what? <clears throat> went around doing the will of the no difference. Was he a truly man? We actually named a church after our relationship with him called Brethren. When it comes to connection, he's my brother. Amen? He's our brother here. He's moving among us. It's out of him that we have had the opportunity to become his brother in Christ Jesus. And so he says, follow me. And so our goal should be, Lord, uh, I'm here to do the will of the Father. I'm here to glorify your name, not my own. Everything that I do, I want to honor you. I want to glorify you. Now, these are the issues sometimes why the enemy still is able to rain down on you when we get out from under this canopy. Because you're not taking them serious. I did. I'm taking them more serious than ever. A couple years ago, about two years ago, the Lord said, put your feet down. I said, but I want to retire. He said, put your feet down. I'm not done. So I put my feet back down again, and he's been changing me from glory to glory. I thought it was done. I thought it was ready for packing up. Okay, my point is this. The Lord said, no, we're going to get back here, and we're going to do the things of God. And he wants to teach those to you, too. But it, we have to be a participant of what Christ has done for us. Not to make him love us. Not to make him happy with us. But that we have the privilege of glorifying him when we become more like him. It's sad because I've heard more people than one say, if I ever become a Christian, I don't ever want to be one like Sister So-and-so. I mean, she's, she's not for real. I'm going to tell you something. Unless we learn this, we're not going to be for real. We're not going to be for real. Do you real about Jesus? Yes. Praise God. He saved me. My name's written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I'll tell you what, I'm so glad. I used to think he came and went <laughs> according to my response to him. But then I learned, no, he's there to stay. Amen? Amen? So the problem is we don't really learn the victory that comes from being like him and doing what he says, letting our hearts be conformed to him and developing a dependency on him. I need your word. I need you to get through the day. Without me, he said, here, 16, you have not chosen me. And I want you to sink in. You are chosen. You have been privileged to experience the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have been privileged. He said, you didn't make this decision on your own. Amen. Amen. I thought I did. 
You know, people say, oh, well, I chose Jesus. I say, no, you didn't. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have appointed you, Jim Chapel. I have appointed you, Dwayne Burtner. Rusty, back there, Rusty Rally. I have appointed you. I have planted you that you might go and bear fruit and not so and keep on bearing. It's not a one-shot deal, amen. This is called learning to lean on him for life. And that your fruit may be lasting and that it may remain abiding. So that whatever you ask the Father, in my name, I will do it. Anyone sensing a need of the Lord? You know, do you know that revival does not come down through the ceiling? God's waiting to pour it out. You know what revival is? Stop leaning on ourselves and suddenly realize we need Jesus. Realize we need Jesus to make it. You ever notice in a revival, and I have seen him on TV as well, how everything changes when the Spirit of God is allowed to move. Everybody is talking about who? Jesus. It may go for months that you never heard like that. But suddenly the Lord begins to move in our lives and we go, wow. What are you saying? I'm showing you again. I'm showing you again. Follow me. That's why we have revivals and then we have death. Our churches in America, one group is falling to the left and the other group is falling to the right. Why? Because many of those started out on the same path. They forgot about their first love. They forgot about, I can't do it without him. So I now can do it because I'm Presbyterian. <laughs> I now can do it because I'm Church of the Brethren. And we know how to do it. You know, and how, it comes out of a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what it comes out of. And revival, we can pray till the cows come home. It's when our hearts get revived to the point we go, Jesus, I really need Not just what the preacher says on Sunday, and I think, boy, he stepped all over my toes. No, that means you didn't take it in. You just said, ouch. That's like spanking a kid. You know, those kids, I'm going to spank you. You boil their bottom. Ah, I guess that spanked me. Well, it must not have gone in because the next day you did the same thing again. We do the same thing. I'm trying to, the Lord's trying to tell us to stop the cycle. <laughs> He's not giving up on us. How many glad about that? Ooh, he's, in fact, he's for us yet. But I know he's getting weary. <laughs> but he doesn't get weary. He loves us. He just wants to finish what he started in you. That's all. That your life may glorify the Lord. Father, we worship you in spirit and truth. We glorify you. We honor you. And we bless you. Father, take these words today and and speak to our hearts. Renew our minds to sing. Lord, we so easy. And we're all, we fall into it, Lord. So there's no one pointing a finger at another one here. 
Lord, I, I want to thank you and praise you. We need you. I could not live this Christian life without you. I'm so glad you born me, but Lord, you didn't born me to stay in a cradle. You born me to be victorious. Open our eyes to you. Oh God, if it wasn't for your love, we still wouldn't be able to sit and listen to this. That's you again speaking to your kids. Jesus, we want to glorify your name. It's not all about us. Father, as soon as we start making it about us, we get into trouble. But our lives are being lived for you. And while that process goes on, you so bless us. And you've blessed us anyway. But Lord, we want to finish well. We want to finish uh, being glorifying your name by the way, we, what we believe and what we trust in and who we serve. We repent of our sins of depending on ourselves. Repent of our sins of depending on organizations. Repent of depending on our government. Father, Lord, we know we certainly can't depend on them. Repent of depending on people, our jobs. Oh, Father, you, we, you have blessed us so much. And we need to be reminded that the jobs we have is what you gave us. We have yet to learn that everything that goes on in our lives is of you. Oh, God, I do speak your blessing. I speak your blessing of understanding and, and opening our hearts and opening our eyes. Lord, there's no condemnation in what we've shared. Refuse to condemn anybody. It is your truth going forward that our eyes might be open to the reality of truth. Lord, we do want to glorify your name, but I can't without my participation with you. We love you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. Hallelujah. How many want your lives to glorify the Lord? Stand up, would you? Just, you really in your heart. I believe we, in our heart we all want to do that. Yes, we all want that. Praise God, praise God. And Lord, open our hearts that we may move in that direction in a greater measure. We do glorify you. Sharon, just sing one verse of all. Hail the power of Jesus' name. And let's glorify him as we leave this place. Oh, hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prosper. Bring forth the roar of diadem and crown him, Lord of all. Bring forth the roar your diadem and crown him Lord of all. I know we all have some love for people. Even in the flesh we can love. But let's recognize I really can't love in the measure that I want to without Jesus' love flowing through me. So I know we've done this before. Turn to somebody, greet them, say, I love you with the love of me and the Lord. Okay? Do that. Lord bless you as you go.